I'm back, Guinea. I'm back. It is said that deep in the heart of Southwest Sydney, Australia, lives an ethnic stereotype who rivals all other stereotypes. His name? Oh, it's me, Wildfra. And he is foul-mouthed and stereotyped. Oh, how you doing? It's me, your host, who stereotyped the most, Wildfra. Okay, okay, okay. Before we get into the actual episode itself, please allow me to give my usual speech about how I'm sorry I haven't been keeping up with the uploads, but hey, it's not my fault. You'd have to be living under a rock right now not to know what's going on in the world. Of course, I'm talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus, the rona if you're nasty. It's shutting down everything. It's got the world on lock. You can't do nothing. Can't see your friends. You can't visit your family or your loved ones. Not to mention the booty calls feel like a thing of the past right now. Because you can't really be going out unless it's for essential shopping. What about essential smooshing? I swear, my phone hasn't been this dry after 9.30pm ever. Because the police are pulling people over, asking all these questions. Where are you going? What are you doing? Where have you been? Basically, everyone's feeling what it's like to be an ethnic right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And for those of you that have been keeping up with the podcast when I do actually upload, will remember that I was talking about how the boys and I were hitting up LA, hitting up Vegas for the bucks of our dear friend Daniel, my Dan Lito. But thanks to the Rona, things have been postponed. But in a way, I kind of feel like Vegas heard word about how hard we party and knew we were going to tear shit up once our plane hit that tarmac. They knew we were going to be drinking all the alcohol, winning all the money at the casinos, on long shot bets, and be hitting up all the clubs. To be honest, a bit of time has passed since I've gone clubbing, but because of this whole Rona keeping cities on lock, all I want to do now is go clubbing and fist pump. It's got me wanting to be waiting in long ass lines, overdressed like I'm going to a wedding, only for me to finally make it to the front door and the bouncer to refuse me entry. Man, those were the days. Feels like a lifetime ago for me to be in line and the bouncer going, Nah, you can't come in. You need more girls with you. Need more girls with me? Bro, why do you think I'm here? You don't take pizza to a pizzeria. If I had pizza at home, I wouldn't be here. I miss the days of having to work your way down the line at the nightclub to find a group of girls and be like, Hey, can we all pretend that we're a group and act like we know each other? My name is Wildthra. And once we get inside, I'll buy you a drink in the club. And once we're in there, I'll be ghost. You won't hear a peep out of me. These were different times. Such different times. But now, let's get into the podcast. And here are some of the topics that I'll be talking about today. The Last Dance, Netflix documentary on Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. I'll be bringing back the segment, That Really Boils My Sugar, as well as hip-hop news. We'll be making a return with topics of 6ix9ine being released and trolling on Instagram Live, saying how he didn't do anything wrong by snitching, and the beef between Australian graffiti artists Lush Sucks and 50 Cent, plus a new segment that I'll be introducing later on. So at the time of recording this, it's Mother's Day. So here's a little tribute to all the mothers out there from Franco. Hey, I'm international model and renowned generous lover, Franco. Franco. What better time than now to show appreciation to the wonderful mistake that is mothers. So here's to mothers, so giving, so selfless and asking for very little in return. Giving guidance and always there with a listening ear. 
Here's to the soccer moms who drive their kids to the games. It's never a penalty when she handballs. Here's to the milfs pushing prams in the park as a way of exercise. Here's to the yummy mummies running after the little ones, but you still look good doing it, and I appreciate that. Sometimes things don't go the way you planned and the pull-out method will fail you. So here's to all the unintentional mums. The I shoulda took it up the bum mums. The I shoulda let it enter via my esophagus and into my tummy mummies. Here's to my friend's hot mum who's always offering me a hot drink, but we both know it means more. Here's to the cougars whose cubs have left the den, but still have plenty of prowl left in them. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you all. So I'm doing things a little different this podcast because of the next segment in a way to help keep up with the theme. I've just switched out my tracksuit for my gold Scotty Pippen jersey. I've got my Air Jordan 6s on my feet and a Bulls cap on my head. Now I think you can pick up the topic of conversation here. Of course I'm talking about The Last Dance. Netflix's 10-part documentary about Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. And at the time of recording this, we're currently up to episode 6. And there's been a lot of takeaway from the documentary so far, which as a Bulls fan has been holding my full attention. But even if you're not a fan of the Bulls, but just a fan of basketball in general, then this is a great documentary for you to be watching when the NBA season is on hold. Some of the things that have been mentioned in the documentary is just how grossly Scottie Pippen was underpaid due to a trash contract that he signed for 7 years. He was the 6th highest paid player on the team, and I'm going to read the players who were making more than Pip. And come on now, how are you going to do that to my man Pip? Okay, so let me break it down. Obviously MJ was the highest paid player, he was raking in 33 millis, followed by Tony Kukoc and Ron Harper, each making 4.6 mil. Then it was Dennis Rodman, earning 4.5 millis, then Luke Longley pocketing 3.2 millis. All the while, my man Pip was only earning 2.3 mil despite being considered Jordan's right hand man. To put it a little more in perspective, despite how much of a superstar Scottie Pippen was, he was the 122nd highest paid player in the entire NBA, meaning that there were rookies that were earning more than Pip. Jordan and Pippen in particular hated Krause. And this isn't anything that Jordan tried to hide, he made no bones about it, and he openly mocked and ridiculed Kraus, even to his face. Now, I can hold and carry out a vendetta with the best of them, but man, did Michael hate Kraus. And I've watched this documentary like three times already, so I guess in a way I'm having my own little three-peat. And after watching The Last Dance, I can't help but get the feeling that Swackhammer from Space Jam is based on Kraus. Episodes of The Last Dance, they drop weekly. So we're up to episode 6 now, so that means that there's 4 episodes left and now is a perfect time for you to start watching, get up to date, get up to speed, until the next set of episodes drop. But until then, here's That Really Boils My Sugar. Okay, I know I said I didn't want to talk about the Rona no more, but I've got to address the hypocrisy of some people right now. I've been seeing this a lot lately on my friends' Instagram pages, and I've got to say, it's starting to piss me off. What the fuck is with these people who feel the need to act so superior to everybody by posting their own little attempt of those we're all in this together ads all over their Instagram, and preaching how people don't need to go out unless it's essential, 
only for them to post photos and videos of them going out to hang out with their friends or seeing their partners. What the actual fuck, are these people borderline retarded or what? How are you gonna act all high and mighty like you're the Madonna so holier than now telling people to keep their ass at home? And then you go posting some video of you and like 50 people wilding out or you and your bae taking an adventure. Get the fuck out of my face with that, miss me with that bullshit. So if you're one of these people preaching about social distancing in one post, but then so clearly flouting it in another, keep in mind that natural selection's a real thing, Guinea. You got me fucked up if you think I'ma listen to you say one thing, then allow you to go against what you're preaching? Forget about it. And that is what really boils my sugar. That really boils my sugar. So quick rundown to bring you up to speed. 6ix9ine aka Daniel Hernandez aka Snitch9 was arrested and in an attempt to get a lesser sentence he flipped and ratted out the clique that he claimed which was the Nine Trey Bloods. The very same gang that was basically his street team to distribute his music and star in all his music videos. To me this comes as no surprise that the kid snitched because before Snitch9 was false flagging with the Bloods he was representing that blue and crippin. So if you can switch up like that with your affiliation to better your situation, there is no telling what you do to protect your neck. So Snitch9 has been released and he's already jumped back onto the social media in hopes of stirring the pot. This kid is in Witsec and he's out posting photos on a balcony posting with stacks of money. Now this photo resulted in him having to be moved while this rat was showing off his cheese. One of his neighbors saw it and recorded it to TikTok and they showed the neighborhood where he was staying, so they had to relocate him again. 6ix9ine took the IG live, breaking the record faster than he broke the street code with a reported 2 million people tuning in, but it's also been said that those numbers have been inflated a little bit, just to make it seem a little bit more impressive. So he goes on live and says he doesn't know why people are mad at him for snitching and that he did nothing wrong. To put things into perspective, when Bobby Schmurder was sentenced, he asked to take on an extra two years on his original five-year bid, so then his friend Rowdy Rebel could get his 12-year sentence reduced to seven. Now if he keeps acting the way that he's acting, we're gonna find six nine six feet. Also in hip-hop news, there's an Australian graffiti artist who goes by the name Lush Sucks, who keeps trolling the ultimate troll himself 50 Cent. Lush Sucks has been going around throwing up these murals depicting 50 Cent as other celebrities. Now some of these celebrities include 50 Cent as Trump, 50 Cent as Taylor Swift, 50 Cent as Post Malone, 50 Cent as 6ix9ine, 50 Cent as Mike Pence, as well as a 50 Cent smiling a toothless smile, and the list goes on. Now I'm not sure what started all of this, but it's been definitely getting under fifth skin as he takes to Twitter and Instagram expressing his dismay pretty much on the daily. And hey, as much as I am a fan of fifth, you gotta give credit where credit's due because these are some pretty sick looking murals. So definitely hit Google up and check them out. Lush sucks 50 cent. There's a whole array of them, as well as other celebrities that he's done. Definitely go check them out, they're pretty sick looking. And that pretty much wraps up the hip hop news. Now I've seen some stereotypes in my time, but never have I seen this level of ethnic stereotype excellence. How does Wildfrog do it? This goes out to all the real MVPs.
This is the new segment I was talking about earlier that I like to call the MVP, the most valuable Paisani. Basically, I count down the top six locations that the previous podcast was listened to in a way to show some recognition, some love, some appreciation for those who show all those things to me. Consider it a friendly competition to help get your city on the board, which can be done by sharing the podcast with your friends, your family, or even if you enjoyed it that much and you feel so inclined, you can even listen to it again. And I'll be doing this every podcast, so if you want to make your city reign supreme, be sure to share the podcast links around. And now, the MVPs for the previous podcast are... At number 6, Sydney, New South Wales. Followed by Mountain View over in California. With Los Angeles, California slightly ahead. St. Albans in Victoria coming in at number 3. Sunshine Coast in Queensland at number 2. And coming in at number one as the first MVP is Baldwin North in Victoria. Big congratulations and appreciation to all six MVPs. And I think I'm going to leave it there. I feel like that's a good note to leave it on. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, you've been great. And this has been Foul Mouth and Stereotype with me, your host, Wildfra.